This is Monsters with Classes. Welcome to the Big Rock, home of Nisoisto and Koldik. So, we have learned from Darren Edge that there was once a powerful magic relic that allowed its holder to converse with the deities. But the person who held this item was also influenced with an edge destroyed the item but it had already gained influence over many people when that item was destroyed those people were cursed and began to turn into shadows of their formal selves in order to delay this curse the bearers of it needed to pass it on to monsters and beasts by giving them a desire to do evil, and great power to carry out those deeds. There is a specific group of eleven that is doing this in the stone circle in the desert by feeding magical pebbles to the monsters. Some of the items that we have encountered and obtained by conversing with Darren Edge are a magical sword of the dragon line, also a magical hammer of the dwarf line that bears the stone Koldik once kept in his hand. I have also obtained the memoir of Darren Edge, written during her years of captivity in the peak of the Carrot Tower. This is supposed to contain some kind of clue, and she hinted about this before dying. It has to do with the lies and truths contained within the writing. Although this item cannot be moved, there is also a magical interactive map located in one of the topmost rooms of the tower. It has the ability to see what is happening in the world and update itself, as well as to look into history. Its reach even includes the Mazelands, a highly restricted and mysterious area traveled only by the High Elves. So what do you guys want to do? Nisoisto is going to use Nock to open the door. Okay. A door opens, and you can see into the next room. The bed that Koldik was on is sitting there. There was, like, a door out of that room, right? Yeah. That went back out of the tower? That went into a room that went back, that had a door that went back out of the tower, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're done here, so we'll make our way out of the tower. Okay. You leave the tower. The door to the outside of the tower has a handle on the inside, but not the outside. When you close it, you hear a click, and the door is not reopenable unless i have knock yes which i do yes because i just leveled up okay (laughs) one of the gargoyles is still there right yep the one that you grabbed the key out of from its mouth yeah nisoisto is going to pick up that gar that gargoyle it's attached to the stone how big is the stone the stone pillar that it's sitting on it's probably about like seven feet tall and two feet thick Hmm. nisoisto will turn to koldik and say do you know of a way to dislodge this statue from its pillar? Oh, I forgot. Nesoisto, when you were in the room and you cast Knock, the yes. the spell felt stronger while you were inside the tower. Did it still use a slot? Yes. <laughs> well, I could throw some magic on it, but I don't have any proper tools to get it off with. Is there... A likely chance that your magic would destroy the gargoyle. Well, 
It's a thunder wave. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. So, yeah, definitely. It, it is possible, yes. What about your hammer, perhaps? They would almost certainly smash it. What if you affixed a wedge to the bottom where they are connected? I do have a wedge. So I still was going to look around for a wedge-shaped stone or something. Okay, so you walk around the perimeter of the valley that the carrot tower sits in and find a stone that looks like it might work. Would this be a sufficient wedge? Would it be a sufficient wedge? You think that it's a little too big, but might work. This stone is huge. Would you prefer something smaller? Yes, something smaller would be preferable. I'm just repeating my words. <laughs> okay, I'm going to look for a smaller stone. You don't find any, but this stone seems like a work to you. Do I know much about stonework? Not a lot. Okay. Is the stone pillar connected to the ground? It's sitting on a stone block, but it's not connected to the stone block. Okay, Nisoisto is going to walk over to it, um, kind of take the top, and then lean it down on its side. Okay, roll for strength. 22. So you grab onto the top part of the stone pillar and slowly let it down to the ground. Now the gargoyle is sitting sideways on the top. Well, unless you have a better idea, why don't you try to dislodge this with my wedge? How long is it to the town? It's about a two-hour hike through the mountains. Not ten minutes? No. Is there any, like, cart or something near? No. And a cart wouldn't fit along the path either. Hmm. Nisoisto could easily carry the gargoyle if it was dislodged from the large stone. Okay, so I'm going to levitate this gargoyle. So I'm going to make it rise, like, five feet above the pedestal. It's attached to the pedestal. How? That's the whole thing we're trying to do. We're trying to break it off the pedestal. It's like stone. It's one stone. Oh, so you tilted the whole pedestal. Yes, I just tipped it on its side so you could, like, reach it. Because you're only, like, what, three feet tall? Well, I can lift <laughs> the whole thing in the air. Well, good for you, but can you divide <laughs> it up? <laughs> well, it's basically weightless to carry. How long? I suppose we should be having this conversation in character. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to say something to Nisoisto? <laughs> this... Is my better idea. Are you currently levitating this statue? Yes. How many pounds can you levitate? Um, I don't think it's a weight restriction. Up to 500 pounds. Okay, you can't lift the whole thing. So, I guess I just, like, try to lift it up. You just see me, like, grunting with energy, and then... So, what is this better idea? I was trying to lift it into the air. Yes? It's too much to lift. No, so I still going to try to go over and lift it. It feels a lot lighter than it should when you try to do that. And it does lift. How long can you continue this magical lift assistance? Ten minutes. If we hurry, we might be able to get back to the town. And find there a chisel. Or a cart. Okay, we're going to boot it. <laughs> as fast as we can. Well, actually, like, isn't it, like, cliffy? Yes. That's also a two-hour hike. So we're going to go 
as fast as we can without falling off the cliffs. Okay, I guess you guys can make dexterity and strength checks. And Coldick, you can make an arcana check. So, I got a 21 for my arcana. Okay. Um, and is that like an athletics check? Yep. So that's a 7. Yep. And dexterity is a 10. Okay. Okay, for my athletics, I got an 18. Yep. And then for my dexterity, I got a 14. Okay. So... You guys get about 30 minutes of normal walking down the trail before Coldick, your being able to continue to lift this is too much. You guys were running for about 12 minutes. So 30 minutes walking distance? Yes. So there's still an hour and a half to go. So we got one-fourth of the way. Yep. Well, I, I do have... When the spell ends, is Nasoisto still able to carry this? You'd have to roll for strength. Are there any smaller wedge-shaped stones nearby? <laughs> Roll for investigation. Fifteen. Okay, you find one that's about the same size. A little bit smaller. Would this work as a, a primitive chisel? I suppose, but I, I had a better idea. Another one. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Coldick is going to take one of the daggers that he has in his boots out. <laughs> And he's going <laughs> to use that as, like, a chisel to try to separate two stones. Do you use your hammer to, like, bang on the dagger? Yeah. It's, like, a pretty big dagger. For this purpose, it's big. <laughs> and then for other purposes, it's small, like picking a lock, right? No. No. So so I... you have to write down big dagger on your character sheet. Okay. It's a foot-long dagger. I suppose it's in my hand. It's the same size as yeah, so it's a big dagger. You have to write down big dagger, so you can't use that one to pick locks. Either of They're both. They're both big? Yeah. Okay, so you have big daggers. You gotta remember that. They're big. Uh, okay, <laughs> so you are gonna use that for chiseling. I don't know what kind of skill you could use for this, like intelligence or something. Didn't know well, where to put I, it. Well, I have proficiency with Mason's tools. Okay, then. Yeah, it's, it's like whatever Mason's tools use, I feel like. Yeah, then well, just. Well, they don't have a specific. Just roll. Thing. Okay. And add proficiency? Yeah. That's a seven. Okay, so you wham away with your hammer. Your hammer doesn't dent or anything, but you kind of dent your dagger a little bit. The tip is less sharp. Yeah. My shield of Beric dagger, it's it's damaged. These are special daggers. You've also tripped away about, like, a quarter of the way through. Keep going. I can fix your dagger. Nazoista's going to go over Take the dagger from Coldic and cast Mending. Okay, you guys are burning up spell slots. It's a, a cantrip. cantrip. Oh, okay. I'm going to say you can't do that on the dagger again. You can't do it multiple times on the same thing. Even though that's not Do a I rule. know that? No. Okay, well, I guess I hand the dagger back to him. So your dagger Well, it takes ten minutes. I'm going to start using my other dagger. Oh, yeah, it does take ten minutes. You're right. Yeah. So do you need another roll? Sure. Eleven. Okay. Okie dokie, so you chip away at it more, and you have about a quarter left to go now. So that's when he, like, finishes with... Your other dagger, casting okay. mending. Yeah. So I'll switch my other dagger now and start using... Okay. So it's a quarter of the way through? Yeah. I feel like if we just... Or, okay. No, it's not a quarter of the I way think... through. There's a quarter left to go. Yeah, a quarter left to go. I think if we just drop this, it will snap off. The ear looks much... Much more fragile than the base. I can fix the ear. 
It would take 10 minutes. I hate the mending spell right now. No, I'm not trying to reattach it to the pedestal. Just he could, like, ear. just fix the head. That'd be fine. Then you'd have to break DM it. says I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it would be quicker, and then we could set on our way. Okay. I guess Koldik is gonna levitate it so that he can lift it up better. You can do that? Yeah. That's what we were using to carry it, isn't it? Yeah. See, so we could have just kept carrying it. Well, probably not all the way. Yeah, true. That should have been in character. Yeah, you're right. Oh, well. We, we were in character. Um, Our voices just change. Yeah, it echoes around the... Like, the, the cliffs make an echoing sound that changes. Yeah, the wide open cliff makes an echoing sound. Yep. Um, it's just the one cliff. But it was, it was just then, though. Just then. Yeah. No other time. We were in that... Those Unless you guys mis- make another mistake. Then. Yeah, and then, and then the cliffs are back to echoing... Weird yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of random, you know. Whenever you guys make mistakes, it just happens. <laughs> okay, so you're lifting the the thing, right? Yeah, it doesn't. I can't fully lift. Okay, so Nasoyst will go over and help lift it. Try to Arcana check. Drop it on a rock or something to make it break in the right spot. Okay. I got a ten. Okay, you easily, pretty much easily, kind of eh, lift it. And then I dispel the spell. And you don't do it at the exact right time, so Nasoyst still has this thing like just drop on his toe. Because I'm being mean right now. But I don't have my toe underneath of it. He needs to make a dex save, at least. Okay, fine. Make a dex save. I'm just mad about the I'm, mending. I'm terrible at deck, but... I'm mad at the mending. I, I should at least DM still... Is... I, I still get to make the save. The DM is going to kill us because of mending. I'm not that mean. True. Okay, it drops on your toe, and you uh, feel a lot of pain. You don't take any damage, but your speed is decreased by five until a long rest. Okay... You do manage to slip your toe up before it, like, stays on your toe. But, like, other than that, it still hits your toe. I feel like I can just, like, lift it off my toe. Yeah, you can, like, roll I, it off your I'm much better at just, like, lifting things than I am about moving out of the way. So my speed is decreased by how much? Five. Five. You're still faster than me. Now, the question is, did it work? <laughs> question is, do the dice say yes? The question is, they say that it did crack. But you're going to have to make dexterity save to see if you can catch the gargoyle before it rolls off of the edge of the cliff. Or I could cast Levitate on it again. How long does that take to cast? Can you cast it as a reaction? Questions. He, he, he doesn't need to catch it as a reaction. Yeah, it can fall for like a couple seconds. Except it's not like a cliff, it's just like on a hill kind of. Still. Yeah. Dexterity save? Yeah. Nat one. Okay. Coldic make a dexterity save too. I feel, am I just following it? Can I, can I choose to Levitate instead? I want to say that's a thing you can do after the dexterity save. So is the dexterity okay. save to try to avoid it, or what? To try to avoid it from fall, like actually rolling off, yes. Okay. If it starts to roll off, you can do the other That's thing. an 18. 18? Okay, so you guys bump into each other and both roll down the hill after it. <laughs> I just got an 18. And he just got a critical fail. He should make a dexterity save to avoid me. I'm not giving you that many dexterity saves. Okay. And then, I love it. So, do, what do we do to stop rolling down the hill? Make another dexterity save? Um, so you can either try to grab onto some kind of boulder and make a strength. Save? Yes. Or you can make dexterity to see if you can, like, slide to a stop. Okay, definitely trying strength. So which is in more danger, me or the gargoyle? I think you care more about yourself. But which is in more danger? Which is in more danger? You don't really know. You're rolling down a hill. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to levitate the gargoyle then. <laughs> <laughs> What the heck? Okay, so... Oh, actually, I'm gonna do Twined Spell. 
so I can do multiple targets at the same time. So I'm gonna levitate both me and the gargoyle. Whoa! Okay, so you both can levitate. Cool. How far are you going up? Like, at least 20 feet. Okay. Maybe a little higher. What'd you get in the Soisto? The Soisto got 21. Okay, so you get a few scratches and bumps, take three damage. And Kolzik, you take one damage before you can levitate. Okay. And you see the gargoyle a lot farther down the hill, also levitating 20 feet in the air. Well, I'm going to bring it, like, the same height as me. Same height as you? Yeah. Is there, like, a limit on how high you can bring stuff? Well, I can move 20 feet per turn, but there's not a upper limit. So you can just continue going into the sky? For 10 minutes, and then you would fall to your death. <laughs> okay. Be an interesting death. Anyway, um, so you bring the gargoyle up over to you, and... Now, Slystro, you're hanging off of a rock. You can get to your feet and, like, basically kind of, like, rock climb up the side of the thing, although you're just kind of, like, crawling on hands and knees. It isn't extremely steep. It's just once, you know, once you're rolling, it's kind of hard to stop. So, yeah, I'll climb up. So you both climb up, get back to the ledge. Everybody's safe with your gargoyle. I does mean, the gargoyle look kind of beat up? It does look beat up. I mean, it's not like we're selling it or something. Well, we had to kill it. No, not kill it. We didn't kill it. We just had to injure it enough that it would stop fighting us. And then it went into hibernation or something. Yes. <laughs> Actually, no. I, d- I don't think I've heard you say that before. Yes. Well, it doesn't sound as good as yes. So, what story do you suggest, then, Nusoisto? I would suggest the truth. But you're not supposed to tell the prince about the book? He wouldn't be able to read it anyway. I just don't give the prince the book. He'll want to see it. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Do you guys have that conversation on your walk back to Sunfall? Yes. Okay, so you get to Sunfall. A few people look at you strange as you walk through the city gates and past the large coliseum. Where's Mark? Do you just ask that to the sky? No, I ask it to the people. They don't answer you. I said, where's Mark? I'm gonna, like, look one of them right in the eyes. E- shies away and's like, I don't know who Mark is. The person who owns the forest. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, he didn't talk like that. He's like, uh, I don't know who Mark is. And then he's like, uh, um, I, I don't know what you're talking about. You talking about the emperor guy? No, the ranger. A ranger. Ranger around here. I don't know. I would, uh, eat somebody else. If I were you. Will, do that for me. Then. I, uh, I, I got a job to do, he says, and sprints off in a different direction. Yeah, well, so do I. I guess we're gonna keep heading back to the tavern where Mark was. Why would we do that? Well, where else are we supposed to go? Some random place we've never been? The palace in Meridian? Do you not want to have a rest? First, I don't know, is it nighttime? Are we tired? You're kind of tired from, like, running down the path, rolling down a mountain, and a few other crazy things, but it is 
about lunchtime. Okay, so it's evening. Yeah, I guess we'll go to the tavern that Mark was at. Okay, so you walk in to the tavern, and the bartender nods. Hello, we're looking to stay the night. Okay. Do you have a room available? I kind of just barged in last time. That's what Mickey said. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to serve you. You're going to have to pay extra. Well then, I suppose we could find alternative accommodations. Do that. Wait, Mark. So I'm just going to leave. The bartender doesn't answer you. I see. Where's Mark? I don't know. Now scat. Well, I'm going to leave because old bartender 20 is level. Where do we go now? Have we seen any inns? No. From what you know, this is the only place in town. How far until the next town? 15 hours. How far until the next stopping point? <laughs> Seven and a half hours. You don't know eh, the whole town very well, but from what you know, this is the only place. Is that because we think that it is the only place, or because we just don't know of any others? You just don't know of any others. Okay. Is it a big area? Yeah, it's pretty big. Okay. The main thing that people do is uh, watch bullfights and stuff in the Coliseum. Is there somebody at, I don't know, like the entrance or mission desk to the Coliseum? Yeah, normally there's people there. Like somebody running it, though? Yeah. Okay. The source is going to go up to them. We have to go to the Coliseum first. The Coliseum is in the center of the city, and pretty much everywhere is connected to the Coliseum. It's kind of big. Hello! Good evening. I was wondering if you knew where we could find an inn to stay the night. Well, there's the first burned cow, and then there's the other one. Uh, what was that one called? Oh, yeah, that one doesn't have a name. Uh, it's just part of the guild. Which one was the one we went to? The one that was part of the guild. Okay. Could you give me directions to this cow inn? Well, the firstborn cow, uh, I used to work there, is over by the uh, entrance to the city, um... The main entrance, uh, the one that you would come in from if you're coming from uh, the Blazing Arch or any place like that, and anywhere down there. Um, yeah, I like the Blazing Arch. It's a pretty nice place. Anyway, uh, yeah, so the first one, Cow, is down there. Uh, I used to work there. They're pretty nice people. Uh, I, I think the guy who owns it names Daniel. Anyway, I, I kind of forget a lot of things, but I, I, uh, I like to talk, and that's why they hired me here. And... I, I, I actually was born in, I was born down in Meridian, um, and it's a really nice place there. Wonderful. So, how do we get to the firstborn cow? Is it, like, right beside the entrance? She gives you lengthy directions that have lots of weird personal inputs into them. Thank you. Yes, you are very welcome. I am so glad to talk to, uh, to new away. people to the city. Uh, the dragonborn is, is very tall. I, I actually met one before. Um, the name was, uh, Zaxo? Zaxo? Something like that. Actually, no. It was different. Anyway. They were white like you. Really? Yeah. That was, uh, a long time ago. I was quite young. Okay. And so I still will go to the firstborn cow? Yep. Okay. So you follow her directions and you... Get to the gate of the city where the small establishment stands. The picture is a larger cow standing on top of a bunch of smaller cows. That is the sign. Okay. I think Go that's inside. the firstborn cow. 
Okay, so you walk in, and a guy greets you. He has a tattoo on his cheek that says King Dan. Good evening. I was wondering if you have any rooms available. Yeah, we got multiple rooms. <laughs> what is your price? Well, you look like nice folk. How about I'll give you a good price? Sounds good, right? Yes. Okay. My price is about is about two silver for each year. No, that's too high. Uh two copper. Two copper for each. That doesn't include meals though. That'll be one copper for meals for everything added to that. How much does ale cost in this place? Ah, you can get ale for one copper. That'll come with a meal too. Okay, no soy store is gonna get out uh is it three copper total? For meal and staying? For one yep. person, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's going to go with three copper. Okay. Hand it to the keep. So I'm going to give him three copper, and I'm going to be like, I'm also going to hand him my water skin at the same time and be like, I want you to fill this with ale. Oh, well, that'd be another copper. You know, all the stuff you drink here, you can you can uh, go down with the meal bill, but anything other than that, you got to pay extra. Ugh. I'll hand over another copper. Thank you, dwarf. And what's your name? Goldie. Goldie Steelskin. I'll try to remember that. And you? Nasoisto. Nasoisto. Nice name. That's very big. He sits down as if talking to you was a large effort. And where are our rooms? Oh... You can sleep in the upstairs. Do I see a stairs? There is a uh, staircase, yeah. Okay, I'm going to head up. Okay, so you head up. There is one large room, and it has three beds and large windows, and it is furnished nicely. Is there anyone in the room? Nope. Okay, I'll go to bed. Without eating? Am I hungry? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought uh, the meal was, like, for, like, breakfast. Like, you get free breakfast in a motel or something. No, it's, like, all. Okay. This guy's nice. I'm gonna eat, and then I'm gonna go to bed. Okay. Yeah, I'll eat, then go to bed. Okay, so he serves you extremely yummy noodle and egg drop soup. It's one of, like, the best things you've ever had. It's also kind of spicy. Thank you, sir. This is... Excellent. That is normal for me. Especially when you put a little bit of ale in with the soup broth. Interesting. You got to watch him cook a little bit, and he cooks with a great speed. There's also no one else in the bar, just so you know. He cooks with great speed and great talent compared to his speaking abilities. You go up to your room and go to bed. And in the morning, there is a note on one of the tables. What does it say? I'm going to read the note. Ah, uh, I don't have to use the voice. I hope you don't mind. I cleaned your room while you were sleeping, and you have breakfast waiting for you outside. I had to leave because my mother had some problems, and I'm sorry that the breakfast might be a little cold. Dan, okay. There's also six silver pieces in a little bag, and there is the word con compensation sewn into them with fine letters. Okay, I'll take 
The six silver? I mean, c copper. Oh. Yeah. Aw, oh, come on. I thought that was Daniel. What is this bag of coins? It was... It's for me. Because he had to leave. And why is he paying you? Because he's sorry that he had to leave and the food is cold. And so he's still just gonna, like, shake his head and make his way downstairs. Okay, so you make your way downstairs and there is warm porridge sitting on a plate. And the plate is also warm. Plate? Yep. It's not very watery. It's just like... I'll eat my breakfast and then hit the road. Breakfast is very good. So you start traveling and get to the little cabin that you stayed in before. And a day later, you reach the Blazing Arch. Do you guys want to stay at the same bar you did before? Called Fred the Fish. Sure. Okay, so you walk up to the door and there is a sign that says, Please knock. I'll wrap on the door. Okay. The door opens inward and a gnome stands there. You remember him as Fred. Hello! Good day. Good day. Um, uh, what does that mean? It is a greeting. Ah. Uh, Wishing you a good day. A greeting or a greeting? A greeting. Do you have any rooms? Yeah. Um, we have 6.2. One guy said that he would allow someone else to sleep there. Because it's, you know, a main or bigger room. What did we pay last time to stay here? Do silver, I think. That was, like, with meals included and everything. For both of you. We would like a room. Okay. Um, yeah, you can have a room. Uh, that would just be, uh, five copper each for a small room or two silver each for a big room. Or, no, not two. One silver each for a big room. We'll take the smaller option. Okay. That also comes with meals. Just so you know. Uh, he hands you keys to one of the rooms. To a room. Did you add these? Yeah, um, I had a guy come in and he, uh, brightened everything up. Brightened? When you walk inside, you realize that all of the walls are orange and everything is painted with strange, 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 weird, swollen, swirling colors. I did some renos. Do you like it? Yes. Fred also seems a little bit younger than he was before. How is that possible? It certainly is bright. You haven't even seen the lights yet. Do they stay on all night? No, no, no. Uh, they're just uh, for parties and stuff. I can show you them if you want. I'm actually really, really tired right now. Yeah, uh, you can go right up to your room. That's, that's fine. Which room is ours? Uh, the closest one to the door. Thank you. Up the stairs. We'll go to the room. Okay, so you guys go to your rooms, and you wake up in the morning to the smell of fried fish. <laughs> go down and eat breakfast. Okay, so you go down, and it's a little bit early. The smell gets you up pretty quick, a little earlier than normal, and there are lights on. The lights are twirling torches attached to strange swirling devices that send insanely different colors flying across the room as each torch flies by different colored glass. 
Is there any chance I would get hit by a torch? No. They're like above your head pretty high. How high? It's on arch ceiling, so it's like probably 15 feet. Okay. Well, I'll cautiously make my way across the room to wherever I get the food. This doesn't look safe. So, you go over and find the food in the same strange glass tube. Fred scurries over and pulls out two plates for you, grabbing two for Koldick as well, and sets them down on a metal, metallic, shiny table covered in swirling paint. I'm going to eat as quickly as I can and then leave. Okay. So, Koldick barf down, gobbles up his food, and gets ready to go. When uh, you... Fred. Yeah? Which fairy company is run by a tiefling? That's the... That's the one that docks here. The other one docks uh, over the hill. Yeah, in the other uh, basin area. And how do we get to that one? Yeah, you walk. Or, I don't know, ride horse or something. Uh, there's a road that goes up over. I was expecting directions. Oh, he grabs a piece of parchment and writes down a furious little map. Thank you. When you guys are both done eating, Fred comes over and grabs your plates and slips them into a machine that shoots high-pressure water at them. It's in a nether glass tube in the kitchen area. Have we paid yet? No. Okay. I'm going to go to Fred and bring him, how much was it, copper piece or something? Five copper. Okay. Okay. He takes the money. Thanks uh, for staying here. It's uh, really nice to see big people like you. Uh, most of the time I just have my friends come over or you know, relatives. Uh, I actually kind of started the inn because they just came over to my house and and they didn't pay and now I have an inn and they come here and pay me. Oh, I have a shoot. lot of relatives. Like, a lot. Okay, so as soon as the soy stove leaves Fred the Fish, Koldick is going to start leading the way to the far ferry. On your way out, you feel a tap on your back. What? Ah, uh, you forgot to pay, sir. I did? I don't remember forgetting to pay. Well, when you forget something, you don't really normally remember. Okay, so Cold Dick is going to take out five silver and give it to Fred. He takes the money and walks away, muttering to himself, If he, if he, if he forgot, then how do you know how much money to give me? <laughs> you gave him five silver, it was five copper. Oh. And then he looks down at the money and says, Oh, uh... And tosses four silver over his shoulder and continues walking. Okay. A few silver hit you in the back. Cool thing is going to pick up the money. Okay. And leave. Um, Fred calls back. Thanks for the tip! And, uh, I threw money at you too. Okay, so, so Coldick starts leading you in the wrong direction. Why are we going this way? We're going to the ferry. Was not... The ferry in this other direction, and I point to wherever the ferry is. Okay, so I'm going to take out the map Fred drew for me. I'm going to be like, Look, it says to go this way. Nesleisto, you remember it, Koldik asking Fred where the other ferry terminal was. So you wish to take a different ferry? Yes. Do you intend to pay for this voyage? Yes. Very well, then. Nasoista will follow Koldik. 
So you walk the 30 minutes to the other ferry terminal, and it's set up very similar to the first one you're at. You know, there's the fence, the little boat that goes out to the ferry, and then the larger ferry that everyone gets on. There's a little booth with a fat man sitting in it. So do we have to wait for the ferry to arrive? You have to wait like three minutes for the ferry to arrive. So I'm going to go up to the man. How much does it cost to bring a gargoyle aboard the ferry? Um, a gargoyle. That would... I point at the gargoyle that this oyster is carrying. Um, nothing more than uh, two people. And how much does each person cost? Uh, a copper. Okay, so I'll get out four copper and give it to the guy. Oh, thanks for the tip. You said a gargoyle cost the equivalent of two people. No, I meant the two people that are going with the gargoyle. He sets the two of the silver back on the table. You can keep it. It's copper, not silver. <laughs> I get them mixed up. Oh, I guess thanks for the tip, he says, <laughs> and puts the money back into his pocket and puts the other money into a small box. You guys wait for the ferry and then get on and ferry across the lake. Actually, it's a bay. Ferry across the bay in silence. Unless you guys want to have a conversation, but Koldik is afraid. And Yeah, I'm not able to have a conversation. He doesn't really want to talk to you, so. so you could go talk to someone else or just stand there. People give you a wide berth. So, you reach the other side and travel the five-hour walk back to the palace. And by the time you get there, it is about three. In the afternoon? Yep. How many days did we take? A total of three days to get from Sunfall to Meridian. And a total of three days to get there. And a total, you were there for uh, one day. So, that is a total of seven days. Plus one day divided by two, subtract one, add three. How many days did he give us? Seven. So we're back on time. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's Kuldi. I need to speak to the prince. We have a gargoyle. Though it may not be exactly what he expects. The guard at the gate lets you in. And about ten minutes later, the prince comes out with five guards who look ready to take the gargoyle and then realize it's stone and not moving and just kind of stand there. Hello. Good day. We brought you the gargoyle. You have not tied it up. This is simply a stone carving. The reports that you received were not entirely accurate. Wait, I paid someone to go and and document what these gargoyles were doing, and I had conversation with him. And he did not tell me they were fake. In fact, he said he talked to one. Yes, there was a wizard in the tower. Wait, no. I know there's a wizard in the tower, and he ran away. I know the story. You guys have some explaining to do. He probably Dutch. just knocked that off of some place. Did you, like, think you couldn't do it, or... Is this a joke? There was a wizard still in the tower who was using magic to possess the gargoyles. They have died 
of old age, and the gargoyles have reverted to stone. No. It is true. N- no, I don't. I don't think it is. I. I have many people that say these things walked around, and you're and saying they don't. No, they did walk around because a cursed wizard was controlling them. When the curse was broken, the wizard died. Okay, tell me the story in detail from the start. If you guys want to, you can just say you tell him like the story and then say what details you leave out. Well, I tell him the whole story as it regards to the gargoyles and the wizard. And I'll tell him about the group of 11 that's supposed to be uh, giving beasts magical powers or monstrous magical powers. Do you tell him about the map? No. About the book? No. About you guys finding, like, the actual sword that you guys... Like, your sword and his axe and that kind of thing? Well, I feel like we sort of obviously have those. Yeah, well, he wouldn't know what they were. No. No? Okay. So, he says... Oh, okay. So, where can I fact-check this? Am I not your friend? (laughs) You could send someone to the forests around the tower, and I suspect they would find stone gargoyles scattered about the woods. So you said that you shot it, and black smoke came out that turned into a person that walked up the tower and sat on the top, and then came over and attacked you. Yes. The guards come over and take the gargoyle from you, and uh, Prince Rowley tells them to bring it to a wizard. And then he says, um, I'll, I'll have some history on this and, uh, done. I'm, I'm going to say that I believe you. Uh, although I will get as many fact checks as I can. I, I can't just say I don't believe you. I mean, what we, what would we do from there? I don't actually have any other leads. Uh, right now, I, I was trying to find something, uh, but I don't have anything. Well, what are you interested in? Well, if you know of something, then... Bring it up, and I'll tell you if you should. Uh, I like monsters and that kind of thing. Uh, helping people is always good. My my dad kind of likes that when I do it and help people at the same time. There's giants in the Dwarven Mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could go get one of them. Yeah, um, I think I'll find something for you pretty soon. Um, you, you talked about the 11 guys, uh or girls. Anyway, um, you said that there was a stone circle that these beasts were being called to. What if you guys just, like, went up to the stone circle and, you know, checked it out? Oh, see if this crazy old shadow thing was actually, uh, lying or what, and, uh, maybe bring back a few monsters, I mean. That sounds reasonable. If you bring back, uh, bring back some good monsters, I'll pay you probably about, uh, 20 gold a monster. Depending on, you know, the size and stuff. I sadly can't pay you for bringing back a stone gargoyle. Yes, that's reasonable. There were some bounty that we acquired on our mission, which is payment enough. What'd you get? I got an axe. No, a hammer. It was my axe. And this armor. That rusty stuff. Yes. Punch me. (laughs) Uh... No, thank you. 
uh, even rusty metal is hard. And I also have discovered the white dragon sword from my family line. I, I used to pretend that I had the one for the humans when I was young. I didn't need to pretend when I was young. Yeah. My axe, which is now a hammer, is the dwarven weapon. Yeah. It's kind of strange that you two are the people who hold your things and are together and, you know, that kind of thing. Some kind of coincidence. Oh, yeah, I can't say any coincidence. Yeah, I can't speak. Um, some kind of, uh... Coincidence, I believe. Yeah. Ah, uh, strange. Anyway, uh, yeah, I am not gonna put a time limit on uh, going up to the stone circle, depending on... I don't really know what you're gonna run into, uh... If this is true, you know, 12 guys who are giving monsters power could be very dangerous. I don't want to send you to your death, I know. Like, me and him are friends, and uh, you, you've worked good for me. Uh, but I, I can't send any help with you. My dad is uh, fighting a war right now, so I can't really uh, take his stuff. And which war, might I ask, is that? It's against monsters from the underside. Where is this war happening? Well, it's kind of a war of skill more than actual fighting. Uh, he's trying to block off all the entrances to the Underdark. Have we heard of the Underdark before? It's more of a rumor than an actual truth for most people. It's like, you know, the Underdark is what people tell their kids off. Like, the monsters from the Underdark will get you if you don't stay in bed. Or if you dig too deep, then stone giant you. You are saying that there is actually monsters underground which are trying to invade the surface yeah uh dad said that when we you know talked he said that there was no chance we were gonna fight them they're too powerful he said high elves with black skin and a lot of other things white hair and yeah said they're good at fighting and one of them could kill 10 of his men he decided to mortar in and block off the entrances instead of actually searching and figuring out what's down there. The one thing he did find that I thought we might be interested in was an animal that was named the Flumph. They're very flamboyant. They levitate and have two long eye stalks. And very interesting. Hmm. Have you given any of this information to the college? No. I I didn't I don't know if they uh uh keep track of monsters and other things like that. Certainly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, go ahead if you want. Uh, it's not common information, but it's it's definitely not secretive. Is it also not secretive the location of these breaches? That is quite secretive. I see. We don't want uh, people getting scared. See, if I told you there was one in the center of the city, you people would probably start leaving. I mean, we're easily keeping the monsters back, but... I'm going to try to see if I can tell if there's one in the center of the city. Oh, there totally And is. if he didn't just, like, pick that by coincidence. Okay. Insight? Sure. 20, not natural, though. 15. Okay, five. you realize pretty quickly that this is an actual concern of his, and not just something he came up with. Although you don't think it's, like, the center of Meridian. But that he's concerned of people leaving some kind of populated area. Yeah. Well... I suppose that unless you do have any, uh, perhaps, wheeled cages or 
such despair that we'll have to tie and carry these monsters? Well, what I was thinking is, uh, once you get down there to the stone, broken stone circle thing, you could, uh, you could, uh, just tell us if you have monsters, you know, uh. How I think exactly? it, I think it's good that I'll give you these. He hands you each a stone that has a picture of a face engraved on it. It's a, it's a speaking stone, uh. It's, it, it may, allows you to talk to me. Uh, you can send me and I'll probably get someone down from Free Heap or Pitchcliff area, somewhere in Pitchcliff area, to send something, uh, and then you'll, you won't have to travel with them, but you're gonna have to bring them away from the Stone Circle if they're actually there. Uh, you can't use these a lot, uh, but one communication per day is what you can do. I see. Army generals and people like that use them for wars and things. I think that if it is permissible by you, I will spend a day in the city before we set out again. Yeah, that's that's fine. I wish to catch up with some of my colleagues at the college. Yeah, uh, just don't, uh, scare them. I shall keep that in mind. Well, good day to you, Prince. You too, Koldek. I hope that your ventures against the Dark Elves go well. Okay. Let's end this thing.